0: Chase, and today we're joined by Jake and Topher. A little short handed today, uh, Sreyas and Sam couldn't make it, but we're worried not, we will be okay. Today, we're kind of doing a breakdown for our TCU game. The way we're going to do it from now on, during this the football season at least, is we'll we kind of look back at the game that had just happened, we'll kind of give our feedback and, and what we thought, and then we'll preview the next week's opponent and go from there. Um, so today's episode obviously the game hasn't happened yet but we'll be kind of going over what TCU looks like coming into the season, what we kind of expect for this game and then we'll give our score prediction at the end of the episode. So with that being said, uh you know, TCU pretty exciting week. Colorado on Big Noon Kickoff two weeks in a row. We'll be on Big Noon Kickoff both for the um TCU game and then obviously the Nebraska game at home. And starting things off, you know, for for Colorado fans from from last season, You'll probably remember the starting quarterback coming in, replacing Max Duggan, uh, Chandler Morris. Chandler Morris actually started, if you guys remember, that first game against Colorado before getting injured, I think either in the early third quarter or, or right before the half. Um, and he was the guy. He was supposed to be the guy. Um, you know, he has some flashy tape. He had the big upset win in 2021, if anyone remembers, over Baylor, who I think was top 10 at the time. Um, but other than that, there is not a lot of tape on Chandler Morris. A lot of the TCU, you know, blogs and podcasts, you know, we were kind of listening to, to get, get ready for the show, um, are, are pretty hot on him, but you know, he's not Max Duggan. It sounds like he's not quite as much of a, um, doesn't quite have the wow factor. And so it'll be kind of interesting. Um, you know, he doesn't make plays necessarily like Max Duggan used to. So I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are, you know, obviously our secondary is a just disgusting amount of riches as far as the talent goes. But, you know, they're coming in against the Big 12 offense that's definitely run and gun, um, high speed. So, yeah, Jake, you want to start off?
1: Yeah, before we get into my thoughts, I just wanted to add this note that I am so excited to get college football finally. Guys, thanks for listening up until this point. We had 17 episodes that aren't talking about a regular season game. So, finally, we're here. The weekly prediction. I am so stoked. I even watched them USC yesterday. So, I'm so excited to have college football here. Um, But in my research of TCU, yes, Chandler Morris is an absolute beast. TCU fans are a little bit hopefully overconfident in his ability. I was listening to some podcast, and they mentioned that there were rumors going into the national championship game that Chandler Morris was performing better than Max Duggan in practice. And you can't pull Max Duggan, who's a Heisman candidate, led your team to the playoff. Uh, So TCU fans are very confident. Um, so we'll see if they're right. I don't know. I honestly don't know, but I think they have a stud on their hands. Uh, he's only a three-star recruit, at least he was. I think he's a junior now. Chase is he a junior, Chandler Morris? Um, uh, with T. the yeah. yeah, yeah. They seem very confident. Um, which I thought they would have a huge hit with losing Max Duggan, but sounds like they don't think that's the hit. It's other position areas that TC lost some talent in. So it's going to be very interesting and going to be a really good test for this secondary.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I think the other component will be, you know, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, Travis Hunter is going to come in. He's obviously locked down, right? But the other big thing about TCU that a lot of people who, you know, probably were following the story as they made their way to the national championship is Quentin Johnson, who's now in the NFL. Um, I think he got drafted by the Chargers um, in the NFL draft. And uh, by the way, our, our sneaky NFL how to win your your fantasy football league. Um, I highly recommend drafting Quentin Johnson because he's falling probably further than he should be, but he's a stud and he's gone now. Right. And so listening to and, and reading what TCU fans are, are kind of thinking, they brought in a lot of talent. I think they brought in a, a transfer from um, either Auburn or somewhere in the SEC, Alabama, the running back, Al- Alabama. Kate Sanders. Yeah. Um, Sanders
1: was a former five-star at Alabama. Yeah. Had some injury issues and then also got in a car accident. So really didn't get going at Alabama and then transferred out. So who knows? He could be a diamond in the rough too, but yeah, big time five-star recruit.
0: Right. And, and frankly at wide receiver, it's, there's some question marks about, you know, how are you going to replace someone like Quentin Johnson, who was in a a lot of games, the safety valve, right? Like the guy that they would throw to when Max Duggan was really in trouble and the guy that, you know, really made it so that Max Duggan could kind of look like, you know, you know, somewhat like Patrick Mahomes, right. As far as making crazy plays where you, you thought the play was dead. So it'll be really interesting to see how they stack up because, you know, with Quentin Johnson on the field, he's the X factor, right? And he's the kind of guy that can, you know, blow the top off of an offense or off of a defense and and really hurt you. I don't necessarily know if TCU really has that kind of guy. And I think more than losing Max Duggan, in my opinion, losing Quentin Johnson is the biggest missing piece for this TCU offense. That's going to kind of allow Colorado, um, you know, to 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 make up for some some lack of experience. I think. Tofu, do you got any thoughts on that? Um,
2: I mean, when you whenever you lose a star player, it's always going to be tough for an offense to find its footing. Right. And that's both on the players and on the coaching staff, um, as well. Right. So, um, liken this to when we lost LaVisca Shenault, right. We had gone to and built in that wildcat formation and short yardage situations. Cause we just had a guy that could basically squat a small car. Um, Quentin Johnson, like you said, was that safety valve and just had the ability to make explosive plays when TCU's backs were against the door. Um, and I think this first game, what you can expect is a lot of trying new things because they need to find whoever that guy is on both sides. Um, so I think that'll be interesting. And I think that really gives uh Colorado a chance to, you know, make some plays, make some plays, make make them make mistakes. Um, so I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, Chase I think Chandler Morris has a lot of weapons at his disposal, even with the loss. Um of their big time wide receiver. Savion Williams is a wide receiver on TCU's roster. He's a four-star recruit. Cordell Russell, also a former four-star recruit. Jalen Robinson, I think, is going to be the second guy. Um, so still have a ton of weapons. And, and their tight end room is also pretty deep with two other four-star recruits. Um, both of those guys are pretty young. I think Jared Wiley, three star, is going to be the starter at tight end. Um, but TCU reloaded. I was, I was very surprised when I was doing my research and getting a little nervous to see how much they've reloaded on the offensive side.
0: And, and you know, another important note, right, is uh, their, their offensive coordinator uh, actually left. Uh, Garrett Riley left for Clemson after their spectacular year last year. So Kendall Bryles coming in um, from Arkansas, a name that know, people might know um, for for his uh, dad, um, a a little bit of an infamous name, but Kendall Bryles coming in from Arkansas, for those um, who maybe don't follow the SEC quite as much um, at Arkansas, Kendall Bryles had, uh, you know, quite a bit of talent as far as getting away with maybe not having to have a great scheme, but being able to, um, you know, overpower people's size and stuff like that. He's not going to have that at TCU, so it'll be very interesting to see you know, Kendall Bryle is coming in. Some people think he's a prodigy or a prodigy, excuse me. um, And some people think that he's um, an idiot. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, a new system, um, totally new, uh, well, maybe not a totally new offense, but bringing in, you know, definitely some big changes on their offensive side um, for Chandler Morris, who's, you know, going into his third year, obviously. So um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, it's not the same offense that they're bringing back. It's not the same quarterback. It's not the same wide receiver. And so I think a lot of people, you know, even if they're bringing in four stars, five stars, a lot of people are wondering, you know, is this TCU going to be, you know, is it the same team? The answer is it's just not the same team. So, you know, I, I'm maybe not as worried as, as you might be, Jake, um, as far as as that goes. I think what they lost is substantially better than what they brought in. Um, and so it, it'll be interesting. And, but for me, at least, what I'm really looking for in this game from from Colorado, and, and to be clear, like we, we know the betting line, you know, 20 and a half points. Colorado went one and 11 last year. We have to, we have to keep things in perspective. Right. But for me, what I would really like to see in this game is for our defensive line to not get bullied in the trenches and to hang in there with an offensive line that, uh, you know, is, is used to kind of running, you know, with, with his team. So it'll be interesting, at least in my perspective to see how that those guys hold up. I am pretty confident in our, our secondary, to be honest. Um, but if our, if our line can hang in there and not, not get, you know, driven off the ball, um, especially when they're bringing in a talented running back. Um, that's really what I'm looking for in this game. Jake.
1: Yeah. Um talking about uh, guys coming back for TCU and you were talking about the trenches there. TCU is both returning tackles coming back this year. And it's the only two guys on the offensive line that are coming back. So they're returning 40% of their starting offensive line. So there's a gap up the middle, but I will say I think that matches up pretty nicely with CU because CU has a lot of talent there on the ends. Um, with, uh, with some of their edge rushers, Derek McLennan, uh, Jeremiah Brown might be a starter potentially on the edge. Um, but CU has a lot of talent there. So it's really going to challenge the interior linemen to see if they can generate pressure and generate a good push, especially against the run. So I'm going to be looking at guys like Shane Cokes, Bishop Thomas. We'll see how big of an impact they're going to make. Another cool storyline as we're playing TCU is they actually have a Jackson State transfer that's going to be their starting right guard. Willis-Patrick, so that'll be a fun little storyline there because, as everyone knows, uh, CU has a ton of JSU transfers and Coach Prime included. I guess you can't really call him a transfer, but um, so I think that'll be a really good good storyline. And being CU fans, we know what really bad offensive and defensive line play looks like. So it'll be very intriguing. Week one, we'll get a good flavor to see, okay, how good is our defensive line against a solid TCU line? returning really solid tackles, which I think both the right and left tackles at TCU will go to the
0: NFL and get drafted. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the other component, right, is, you know, you're not going to stop TCU from scoring. This is a team that is built you know to score a lot of points that's that's kind of the tcu model right so i don't i don't think it's a question of you know i I don't actually know what the over under is on this game but my guess is that there's going to be a lot of points scored and it's it's going to require you know the the offense to kind of hang in there so you know with that with that being said um a a couple other notes about tcu that i kind of wanted to point out uh defensive line at tcu coming back has one returning starter um and he's a sophomore Otherwise they have a true freshman on the line, which is, you know, kind of crazy. Um, and, you know, uh, two guys that, you know, have been on the team for for a year, but are, you know, playing for the first time. So not a very experienced defensive line coming in from TCU. I actually think this could give Colorado a, a, a sneaky advantage that I don't think a lot of people are acknowledging because Sean Lewis brought in a lot of his own guys on the line, right? He, he brought in his own transfer. He brought in guys that love running the kind of, Raw, rah, run and gun offense that Sean Lewis is kind of famous for um, from his time at Kent State. So it'll be really interesting to see, you know, can the can the Buffs take advantage of that lack of experience? Colorado's actually running, I th- my guess, Colorado, I think, under Sean Lewis is gonna run an offense that is gonna look very, very much like a Big 12 offense, where you know, they're probably gonna be preparing for these kinds of offenses that they've probably prepared for them in the past, you know, where it's gonna be fast, you're gonna have guys that are maybe not huge on the lines, but you're, you're all about speed. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Colorado can take advantage of there and and find a way to get, you know, whichever running back ends up being named the starter, um, you know, get him open. So, Jake, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. The big losses for TCU with this championship team were on the defensive line. Um, just to name up a few, I, I pulled up some key notable losses for TCU. All these guys got NFL looks. Uh, but Trevarius Hodges, Tomlinson, stud cornerback, no longer with TCU. He went on to the NFL. And then three key defensive linemen, Terrell Cooper, Dylan Horton, Luol Ugoch, I did not pronounce that right. But lost three huge uh, defensive linemen. And then also a bunch of corners, too. And TCU last year was not known for their defense. They were known for their offense. So I think this is going to give Shador, Travis, you know, etc. cetera, Alton McCaskill, um, Dylan Edwards. We're going to really see what this offense is made of. Um, and see what the Sean Lewis offense looks like, which will be exciting. Um, but yeah, another another fun little storyline is Mark Perry starting uh, safety for TCU. I think he's a senior at this point, but was recruited to CU. I think he was a part of that Mel Tucker class. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I'm 2019, to yeah. This. Okay. And he left um, after Mel left and did pretty well at TCU. Um, not excellent. I think he was kind of part of the, the defense that wasn't, that was kind of holding back a championship team. Now, I don't want to say that lightly. This, this TCU defense was very respectable next year, or sorry, last year. Um, And Mark Perry was a big piece of that. And he's coming back as one of the returning starters. So that that'll be a fun storyline. Um, but granted, not a lot of CU guys know who Mark Perry is because we have, what, like 20 returners, if that, and, what, yeah three starters that are returning so i, I don't even I know trevor if Woods any... can go can go say hi to mark on the field before the game and that's about the only person who would give mark uh a, a, was hey, trevor was a woods
2: game. here for mark perry's year here or was question. trevor woods i think trevor woods brought in the year after mark perry transferred out so i don't think there's any interaction of players on this
1: team with mark perry um, might, right darian hagan that's it yeah as i say it's literally gonna be <laughs> darian hagan <laughs> There you go. So no storyline there. They'll know the JSU kid better on the offensive line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I, I think the other thing to know, everyone you know is probably very aware of TCU giving up sixty-five points to Georgia in that lopsided, just absolutely atrocious uh, game. But you got to remember, you know, it, it wasn't just that game. Right? They gave up forty-five points to Michigan, which you know it's Michigan, they're very good. Uh, Thirty-one points to Kansas State. They gave up twenty-eight points at Baylor you know, this, this was not exactly a stingy defense, 40, 31, 34, 31, you know, they gave up a lot of points last year and that's not really Sonny. Dyke. You know, Sonny Dykes is not exact, you know, known for his, you know, supreme defenses. Right. So that, that's what I'm kind of talking about where I could see this game becoming kind of a shootout. And in my opinion, I think that plays very nicely into Colorado's favor. I think Colorado is a team that's built for shootouts. I think Colorado is a vintage PAC 12 team as far as, you know what what we were always hoping to have with the with the Pac-12 but it's hard to tell right after i think any offense production literally any offensive production after what happened last season would be ideal you know like if we can get 20 points on the scoreboard it would be a substantial improvement from the from the previous season but you know i think we have to score a lot of points to stay in this game so that's that's in my opinion that's the secret for success
2: we we have to score a lot of points this game and then i think our defense needs to get one or two takeaways Right. Um. And I think I think we have the DB talent to do it. Right. If you throw a jump ball to Travis Hunter, he's going to high point that. You you throw a ball that's just a little bit underthrown. Cormani's going to pick that off. He's got what what you've noticed in the film and the well off media is how well their their hips are. Um. Especially Cormani. He's smooth and he comes out of it and he's able to locate the ball. And you just see how much of an athlete Travis Hunter is. Um, so I think our secondary gets uh gets an interception, and I think that's gonna be incredibly important um for you know us to be able to pull off an upset. But I, I agree. I think there we I would expect a lot of shootouts this season. Yeah,
1: yeah, I absolutely agree. One thing I'm looking for really quick for CU, I mean I already harped on it, is the battle in the trenches this is gonna be everything. And I think this is – CU is going to really try to run the ball a lot, especially in between the tackles, just because of that gap in the TCU defense losing those three linemen. Um, I forgot to note it. They got a couple transfers on the defensive line. They have Tico Brown coming in from Missouri State and then Rick DiAbreu from East Carolina. Not sure how good those guys are. I didn't do a ton of research on them. But, I mean, it could be a big gap on on the defensive line. So I'm really curious to see how all the McCaskill does – um, it seems like coach prime has really protected and guarded Alden because he's coming back. I think was it an ACL tear guys help me out. Um, yeah. I think it, it was an ACL Season ending. Uh, so we've seen a lot of Dylan Edwards in the tape and no Alton McCaskill. And I think we're finally going to see Alton McCaskill. I think he's going to be the starter week one and it's going to be really intriguing to see how well he does. I also think we're going to see a lot of Dylan Edwards. I think he's really earned his spot. Um, He's just uh, he scores every well-off media video. It's always <laughs> Dylan Edwards in the end zone and everyone freaking out. Uh, so I yeah, I'm I'm watching that running back battle. Um, it'll be good to see, and it'll be good to see Alton McCaskill come back from his injury.
0: And, and both of them have that. You know, Dylan Edwards maybe more more so, but both of them have that top end speed where when they get loose, they're they're gone. And I think you know it's entirely possible that that's going to be. Uh, you know something you can do against TCU's defense, right? Like wh- you know, if you can get through that line um, and get them going, you know, Dylan Edwards only needs so much room, and he's he's gone. So, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it. I, I think it's going to be a really, really interesting game. And you know, I'm starting to feel more confident. I, I kind of felt, you know, uh, like I was full of it when I when I backed them in game one uh, last week in our prediction episode. But I, I'm really starting to drink the Kool Aid. I'm really believing it. I think. You know, there are some, some things about TCU that we can break. And I I it's a team that was very leadership, senior heavy. It was a great team. TCU had a great team last year, but they're they're not unbeatable. You know, this is a team that, that Colorado can beat, and it just completely depends on what kind of game Colorado plays. I think one thing to kind of keep an eye out for, I will be curious to see the penalties for Colorado this week. Um, I, I'm a little concerned, obviously, with the the whole You know, if a fight happens, we got to back up our guy. Sort of um, thing that was totally mischaracterized that the the primate said. But you know, I think Colorado's going to be try to become you know like a we're we're tired of you know where we've been. We're ready to to move up, and so I think we're going to have a chip on our shoulder. I hope we play disciplined. I think you know with a with a new coach coming in, all these new players, we're probably going to see some stupid penalties, right? We're going to see some stupid you know delay of games, and we're going to see some stupid offsides and, and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's really just all about discipline, but I'm hoping that that'll, it, I think it's going to rear its head in, in week one, but I hope that's something that this team can control kind of moving throughout the season. Uh, yeah, Chase, no.
2: I'm going to call you out here. You did not back uh, Colorado to beat TCU in your predictions last week.
0: Well, go. now <laughs> I feel bad about
2: was
1: it. The, <laughs> only <guy that> <laughs> uh, the
2: only one that backed Colorado to win last week was Jake.
0: Right here, let's go, baby. Um, so I just
2: wanted to expose that real quick that the only the only one here that can claim belief is Jake.
0: Well, I guess I felt so bad picking it that I ended up going against it. It's you just funny blocked now, it from your memory. Now after I've done
1: more research, I'm wavering in my belief. So we can do the switch, Chase. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see.
2: Uh, um, you know what? I'm gonna join. I'm gonna join. I think Colorado pulls the upset, and I've put my money. I've put money on it. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna pull the upset. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I think it's gonna be the buffs by three. Jace Jace is oh, gonna come through. Game winning You're getting field ahead bowl. of
1: yourself here. You're getting ahead of yourself here on the on the prediction. I was gonna add one more thing on on what Chase was saying with with undisciplined penalties. Uh this week I did see a, a well off media video of see you doing a scrimmage. I think it was no tackling the scrimmage potentially. Um and Coach Prime told the refs, he's like, and told the players, he's like, we're gonna ref this really closely and really aggressively. And yeah, if you're getting too handsy at all, we're going to call pass interference. Um it seemed like he was he was intentionally telling the refs that call more penalties to keep my team disciplined. Um uh, so hopefully that pays off. I don't know. Uh but you can tell coach Prime is really really taking that to heart. Uh one other thing I, I love that. Note, yeah. Yeah, one other thing I have to note and I feel like Sam would say this if he was on the podcast this week, but I'm a little bummed that I'm not pronouncing his name right brioni ramsey brooks is not playing for tcu this week he is the 455 pound freshman offensive lineman would have loved to see him in that's action. going that's um, going
2: viral on tiktok yeah, yeah. Or not tiktok twitter excuse me
1: <laughs> yeah i also would have loved like Moy kennedy running through him with his insane speed and just getting past him to the quarterback so little bump yeah. won't see him but uh yeah, we'll, we'll see what the TCU offense And maybe the for. idea is you,
0: you can't run up the middle. You know, you, you can't beat them by running up the middle if you literally cannot run through the middle with a 455-pound, <laughs> you know, Goliath standing in the middle. Yeah,
1: it reminds me of Javier Edwards uh, for CU, the nose tackle, and he was just kind of there as a big body so the running back yeah. could
0: run up the middle. It worked. I mean, we did okay that season on, on run defense. And I, I'm pretty sure he at least made a, a camp with an NFL team. I don't think he ever made a roster, but, you know, it, maybe there's there's some some method to the madness, you know, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, with that being said, uh, we, we know this is going to be a shorter episode, but we're going to go into our, our predictions. So Topher already kind of spoiled the his. So Topher, the Give give the full
1: score. You said CU by three. What, what's the full score? Uh, you
2: It's going to be 34-37 final, and Jace is going to have to hit a 55-plus yarder to win.
1: Valid. Love that, love that.
2: Jake, I also think we're gonna get two picks.
1: Ooh, call your picks, call them out. Who do you think's grabbing the grabbing the picks? Uh,
2: Travis Hunter's gonna grab one, and then I think Shiloh comes down with the other.
1: All right, I like that. Very nice. We should do that Um as like a go forward segment. We'll we'll kind of do predictions in the game. I think that, that could be fun because if we hit. You know, we're just gonna rub it in next week. (laughs) Nostradamus, yeah, right. Um, yeah, Chase, I am. I haven't had time to think this through, but I am gonna go. I'm gonna go. CU wins. It's gonna be a a shootout. I agree with you, Topher. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game, uh, just because again, TCU's defense is kind of the thing that's holding them back. I think, and I think CU's offense is gonna be. Pretty solid. Uh, The defense is filled with a lot of new guys for CU, um, meaning they weren't in in the spring camp. So might have some growing pains there for this TCU game. Man, I'm going to go 31-28. CU wins. Pulls it out in the end. We're going to start off the coach primarily with a huge win, and the magical season will kick off.
2: Will they rank us if we win like that?
1: No, no chance. I don't think they'll rank us if we win by, like, 14. I don't think they'll make I, I don't know
0: about no chance. Because I
2: think TCU's ranked number 17 right now.
0: That and you gotta keep in mind, you know, at least part of it when the AP voters are doing it, especially early season, right? Is like what what about the the eyeballs? And it's it's about you know but maybe, maybe a drawing point. a little bit of, of drawing a little bit of you know conversation around their rankings and stuff like that. So because, I, I, I wouldn't say well, it's not possible. Uh, yeah,
1: um, the media hates CU, though, right? What's the predicted wins for this season? Three, three and a half for Vegas? Or three and a half, three and a half. So the media Easy hates over. CU, the media hates Coach Prime. No way are we going to get a ranking. If we beat Nebraska the next week, I think, I think we'll see the number next to our name for sure. Um, but just beating TCU, I think people are going to come on saying, this is a fluke, uh, like TCU is coming off that ch- almost championship high, um i was also thinking about that a little bit more they could actually be playing pretty angry because they got blown out in the national championship game and this could be their prove-it game showing showing the rest of the nation that it wasn't a fluke last year and we're here to stay we're coming for the big 12 um but yeah i don't think they'll be ranked i just think the, the media hates coach prime and hates cu too much
0: fair enough Valid. yeah um, for my prediction. So now that I know that I actually picked Colorado to lose, I feel more comfortable, uh, being that guy, um, on the predictions. I will tell you, I just looked it up. The over under is 59 and a half. I, in my, I, that has to go over. Like, there's just no way that that doesn't go over 59 and a half. So I think, you know, if, if I'm being completely honest, I, I, I think it's forty two thirty maybe, uh, with TCU winning, I, I think Colorado covers the spread of 21 points but this TCU team is just like really talented and they're going to score a lot of points. I think, you know, Topher makes a good point. If we can get two turnovers, it's entirely possible. I think we can win this game. I just, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hot. You know, we're going to, I think we're just going to struggle to, to kind of keep up with a, a more experienced team. So um, I'm, I'm going to pencil in a loss, but I will say my hot take is that as opposed to Jake, I really do think we will be ranked um, if we, if we beat TCU at TCU. So uh, there's my – not an in-game prediction. I'm also – I'll go ahead and say um, I think Dylan Edwards breaks a 45-yard-plus run um, in this game. Or we we, someone breaks a 45-plus-yard rush for the Buffs. Um, So there's another insane take.
2: I like it. I like it a lot.
0: I like it. You mentioned the weather.
1: I think the forecast is over 100 degrees for this Saturday. You're kidding. Not kidding. With a lot of humidity as well. Yeah. Luckily, i oh. players are from Florida and are used to that, but they've lived in Colorado for the last X amount of months or for some of them, you know, uh, almost a year. Buffs,
2: Buffs Twitter, just start tweeting at the players this whole week. Hey, stay hydrated. It's going to be hot, right? Yeah. Give them Twitter reminders. Give them Twitter reminders. Yeah. yeah. This is this is how Buffs Twitter chips in to make sure that our players aren't cramping on that field. <laughs> remind, them, remind them to stay hydrated.
0: All right, well you can you can start the uh start the crew to to do it on Twitter. <laughs> um so yeah, with that being said, we are sending Strayus, right, to uh be our field correspondent so he can enjoy that hundred degree weather um with full humidity. Um he'll it'll be a cool opportunity, but uh, yeah, right. very jealous of that and the he'll definitely be posting some contact on Twitter for that, that, right?
1: That's a business expense potentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. For sure. <laughs> for sure, that's exactly. a business expense. <laughs> But yeah, Serenius
0: will be on the ground. He'll be posting some good content. So looking forward to that. Awesome. Well, with that being said, we promised a short episode. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. But if, as always, if you guys can give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, um, give us a review on iTunes or Spotify podcasts. We really appreciate it. Um, and we will be seeing you guys next week after the TCU victory. Hopefully. Um, so, yep. Thanks for listening, guys. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.